How do dreamers, thought leaders, paradigm shifters change the world? They have to ask themselves this one question. Am I willing to chase my dreams? If you want to know how to push the boundaries of your influence, impact the world, and live out your God-given dreams, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to the Passion and Prestige podcast. I am your host, world changer, dream chaser, and all-around nice guy, Teron Nolan. I'm glad you're here with us today because today we are talking about how are you going to spend your life. Each one of us is given one life. And how are you going to spend it? Are you going to preserve it and try to keep it safe and tucked away? Or are you going to spend it on others, making other people's lives better? Let's talk about it. They just want to knock you off the top. But I ain't going to drop till I say so. Till I say so. Because I say Who is the most influential person you know? I'll give you a little time to think about it. But for me, the answer is simple. Pastor Lauren. Pastor Lauren is a thin, 5'11", straight out of the foothills kind of guy. Smart and hardworking, but always available to shower you with love, grace, and dignity. To this day, I can't figure out if he is absolutely fearless or recklessly oblivious. I once saw Lauren walk straight up to a group of legit gangsters and spark up a conversation about God. I was certain that Lauren was going to die that day. But to my surprise, every gangster had their head bowed, eyes closed, and were actually holding hands. As they finished their prayers and said amen, you could see weed smoke floating up to the heavens. Lauren taught me a lot of lessons and actually saved my life, but that story is for another time. One summer, Lauren helped me get a job working with him. We moved furniture, found housing for families that were homeless, fed those who were hungry, cut down trees and bushes for older women who had lost their husbands. We made hospital visits so those that were dying wouldn't die alone. Lauren taught me how to love and serve my community. He showed me how to be Jesus when he could have just told me. Lauren was always on the move, about 20 years older than me, but 200% more energy. I will never forget our first mission together. My first day of trying to keep up with Lauren had come to an end. I was exhausted and ready to relax. When all of a sudden, I hear a knock on the door. It was Lauren standing there with a young man about 16 years old. I could tell that this dude was new to the neighborhood because of the two giant trash bags filled with clothes and other important items he had with him. Lauren looked at me and said, This is Julian. Him and his brother and mother just moved in downstairs in apartment 103. They don't have any furniture, but Julian said we could go to his father's house and pick some up. Now, here's the thing about Lauren. He would never give you the complete story. Not because he was dishonest. It was because Lauren didn't care about the small details. He saw a need and wanted to help. He didn't want to be bogged down with the logistics. He just wanted to help people. 
So I go find my shoes, lace them up, hop in his truck, and we're off. Julian takes us through every windy, twisting, dark back alley road in Fresno until we finally arrive at this super sketchy apartment complex. By this time, it had to be about 9 p.m. and dark. You know that song, The Freaks Come Out at Night? Where we were, it looked like we were on the set of Michael Jackson's Thriller and all the freaks were out. Scared? Scared is an understatement. I was terrified. As a Southern Cali boy, I grew up around gangsters my whole life, so I knew very well the three colors that were a no-no when being in a new neighborhood. Red, blue, and brown. Because Lauren didn't give all the details, I was decked out in my new Dodger blue sweatsuit. Lauren had a red Bulldogs hat. Oh, and we pulled up quite suspiciously in Lauren's red pickup truck. Two young black guys and one middle-aged white man. Yep, we were going to die for real that day. Julian proceeded to direct us to his father's apartment. It's up there, guys. 204. That's my dad's. His dad was an OG from the block that happened to leave his apartment to go buy some, uh, we'll say medicine. We didn't know how long he was gone or how long he would be gone. We just knew we had to get in and get out. There was no sign of his father when we got there. Great. We are really, really going to die tonight. Julian stuck his key in the door and checked to see if anyone was there. The apartment smelled like marijuana and was trashed. It looked like someone had thrown a bomb inside. Empty beer bottles and bugs everywhere. Did you know that a single female cockroach can produce 300 offspring in her lifetime? Keep that detail tucked away. Trust me, it's going to come up later. We knew that we had to move fast before Julian's dad came back and found two strangers in his apartment. Julian pointed out all the family's furniture, a small lamp, two broken end tables, a couple of pots and pans, and right as we were about to lock up his dad's apartment, he asked if we could please bring his mom's favorite couch slash bed. I flashed Lauren a furious glance. I could tell that Lauren's compassion tank was full and overflowing. I just wanted to go home and not get shot that night. Lauren patiently agreed, so back into the dark and scary apartment we went. The family's couch was a long black couch that smelled like everyone in that apartment complex had slept on it. And it was heavy. Everything in me wanted to check and see if there was something stuffed inside the couch. But deep down, I really didn't want to know. With a little effort and Tetris ingenuity, we shimmied the couch out of the apartment. Now all we had to do was take it down one flight of stairs maneuvering past the crowds that was watching us remove a couch from this guy's apartment and secure it in the back of Lauren's truck. As soon as the streetlight illuminated my hand, I saw what I dreaded more than anything. Thousands and thousands of baby cockroaches were fleeing for their lives and jumping onto me. They must have felt like the people on the Titanic as the ship was going down. 
Right then and there, the mystery of why the couch felt like 500 pounds was solved. An Ancestry.com kind of family tree of roaches had made their home in this couch. I screamed, dropped my side of the couch, and started tearing off articles of clothing like a madman. Now there was a half-naked black man, a teenager, and a middle-aged white guy taking a couch out of an OG's apartment. Yep, we're dead. Lauren cannot hold the weight of the couch himself. So as I let go, he let go. And when the couch went down, it started to tumble over the ledge and crashed into a million pieces on the ground floor. Whoever was not outside watching us was now front and center. Lauren looked at me. I looked at him. We both looked at Julian and in perfect unison said, it's time to go. We'll buy you a new couch. A life is meant to be spent, not saved. Of course, I'm talking figuratively, because ignorantly, we would rather save it. Stuff it safe in a place where pain could never find it and intertwine it with safety and security. Blindly try to see that every moment that we spend is not a moment wasted, but rather it's an investment that pays dividends. Because the time you spend is time you will never get back again. So spend it wisely. And when your time runs out, you can stand proudly knowing that you have spent your life well. Lauren Steele is the most influential person I know. Not because of all of his achievements, both personally and as a pastor. He's an inspiration because early on in his life, he decided that he would wake up every single day and pour out his life to help others. He knows that life is a fragile, unique gift. And instead of holding on to it, he decided that he would freely give it so others would be better. That is a life well spent. What about you? Are you spending your life well? Or are you trying to hold on to it and make sure that you save it and preserve it as much as you can? You know, a wise man said, whoever holds on to his life will lose it. But whoever gives up his life for my sake will gain it. There's something magical that happens when we give our lives, when we spend our lives helping other people, making other people's lives better. We start to become rejuvenated in a way that doesn't make sense. But it's true. You don't believe me? Try it out tribe. Be people that are willing to give of their lives, that are willing to spend their lives, that when we get to the end, because there is an end for all of us, we want to be able to say, I spent my life well. No regrets, no do-overs. I spent it well, making sure that I refreshed other people. So I'm going to end this episode the way I end every single episode with these powerful, powerful words. Chase your dreams until the dreams you chased become reality. Go change the world. And make sure that you are spending your life well. So now that you're part of the Passion and Prestige tribe, I want to know what you think. 
I love hearing from my listeners. So if you wouldn't mind taking a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and tag us at Passion and Prestige on Instagram. And don't forget to go into your podcast app, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review and a five-star rating. This helps us reach way more people. Passion and Prestige Tribe, thank you so much. I will see you next week. And remember, chase your dreams until the dreams you chased become reality. Go change the world. They just want to knock you off the top. But I ain't going to drop till I say so. Till I say so. Because I say.